Simon Seckle Nkoli was one of Africa's most prominent gay and AIDS activists. In 1990, Nkoli became one of the first South African activists to publicly acknowledge his HIV positive status. Simon Nkoli was a founding member of the National Coalition for Gays and Lesbians in South Africa. Nkoli was born on November 26, 1957 in Soweto. He grew up in Bobolong Township near Sabokin. After the 1976 Soweto Youth Uprising, he became an activist against apartheid. He was a founder of the Vow Civic Association and regional secretary of the Congress of South African Students in 1981. After South Africa's first democratic elections in 1994, Nkoli was one of the first gay activists to meet with President Nelson Mandela. In 1996, after becoming one of the first publicly HIV-positive African gay men, he initiated the Positive African Men Peer Support Group. A leading personality in the National Coalition for Gay and Lesbian Equality, he campaigned to retain the inclusion of sexual orientation in the Charter of Fundamental Freedoms in the New South African Constitution and the May 1998 repeal of the sodomy laws. In the months before his death, he was concerned with the anti-homosexual campaigns in neighboring Zimbabwe, Namibia, Swaziland, Botswana, and Zambia. Nkoli was also threatening to begin a hunger strike in the Department of Health offices to protest its refusal to make treatments for HIV more available. Nkoli's funeral in Sabokin on December 12th was attended by more than a thousand people. As a mark of their understanding of Simon's relationship, the family asked Rod, his lover, to kill an ox as a part of the funeral ritual. As the official statement by the ANC concluded, we should pay tribute to Simon Nkoli for his courageous fight for people's rights by continuing his important battle to support and protect those living with HIV AIDS. Nice. That was wonderful. Yes, we speak your name, Simon Nkoli. We do, because he has done some really amazing things. And while the name was familiar mm -hmm. um, when we were talking about him early last week, I really didn't know a lot about him. So I'm really glad we made him the spotlight for yeah, this week. Absolutely. And you told me that you like kind of research even more about him? Yeah. I When we started this whole conversation about him, I went online and... Um, Google pointed me towards some news articles, but then eventually took me to YouTube. And I watched a few videos and found out some really cool information. Um, he started advocating in 1982, mm -hmm. and he spoke about that a little bit. He said what really inspired him um, was the hardship that gay people, specifically gay black men, face when they come out. You know, the emotional... Um, stress the political ba black backlash, especially in countries like Africa. Um, he talked about how unconventional and dangerous it was for a black man to actually come out and identify himself as being a gay man. Um, I, you know, being gay was for a long time and still, I think, yeah, absolutely, thought of as a white man's disease, and he talked about that a little bit. Mm. Um, I think there's some religious aspect to that. Yeah. Because I feel like I've, I've heard that before, yeah. um, but more in like a religious context. Absolutely. So that yeah. gayness is a white man's yeah. disease. So there's also, I think on Vice, 
is it Viceland? Vice? Uh -huh, you uh -huh. know, they do like little documentaries, right? There was one yeah. specifically about Nigeria and how it's just like, you know, um, gayness is not inherently Nigerian. It's not like an African thing. So like, where do we get this from? And, you know, this stigma is kind of perpetuated to the point where like you can still get killed for being gay, right? Same way within the Caribbean. A little more accepting, like there's a, been a little <clears throat> progress made, but, you know, in places like Jamaica too, you know, your ass can be grass. <laughs> for real, yeah. Okay. Seriously, even today, right? Mm -hmm. You're speaking in, yeah, in terms of today, yeah. Today. He also acknowledged in this video that I watched online mm -hmm. um, that you know a lot of gay organizations help with things like STD and STI awareness. They help with homelessness. They help with you know coming out and things of that nature, job resume building and things like that. But he pointed out that a lot of men, particularly black men have experienced a lot of these traumas before even coming to or finding an organization that can quote unquote help them or may or may not be a success, right? So he really you know, talked a lot about the emotional baggage that particularly black men carry with them. Um, and that's why this is so important why we you know, are putting a spotlight on him because he was really a pioneer mm -hmm. in South Africa. Um, one of the first to actually speak up, you know? Yeah. And I feel like he connects with the show so closely, right? Because the things that he brought up were things that we've touched on or either plan to touch on or have touched on, yeah. you know, in either personal conversations or on the show. So it's like, yeah, what a fit. It really is. Yeah. Black really history. Simon Nkoli. <laughs> and we're not even talking about American black history. It's throughout the diaspora. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Spectrum. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. This is another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. Welcome. Uh, where you may not be doing as much as Simon and Coley did, but baby, <laughs> we'll never hang up on you. Okay? <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Eric. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. And I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. You can find us both at Hung Up Pod. Or you can just Google it and we'll basically come up. <laughs> we'll, we'll flood your feed. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll come up in places we know about and other places we don't mm -hmm. necessarily know about. So you see what we do on the webs, we also do in real life. Because if you test us, we'll come up. <laughs> we'll pop up if you need us to. Yes. On Instagram, Twitter. And Facebook at Hungapod. That's H U N G U P P O D. Facebook.com slash what, Eric? Hungapod. Okay. <laughs> Send us your emails, your love, your hate, your in between, your constructive criticism because we're always looking to be better at Hungapod at gmail.com. Of course, continue to send your love. Um, and your ratings through... Wait, I, at first I was thinking I was about to... Oh, they can still send email. love. <laughs> you can always send love. Nah, you took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your ratings. As always, keep them coming. Um, as you know, Apple Podcasts is a great place for you guys to go search for us, listen to us, but also rate us. Um, you guys can hit the five stars, but you can also leave a comment. We, love, we would love to hear um, what you guys are thinking about the show. Um, so, yeah. Check us out. I don't think you can. So it's Apple Podcast. You can rate. You can Maybe leave comments. Google Play. I don't have an Android, so I'm not sure. We need to. If you have an Android, go to your Android Music 
and then find us because I think that's how you find it. Google Play Music. Yeah. And tell us if you can rate and comment. If so, rate and comment. <laughs> okay. Don't flag. Don't delay. Do it today. Choose ye this day which five star you will give. Okay. And give it to the hunger pie. An adaption of the word. How and, are you? <laughs> I'm good. But before we get into that, we'd like to thank tonight's sponsor, Merlot. Yes. Yeah. And is that it? Wait, there's two. Bottles. Listen, all the sponsors are here, right? Are they both? They're funding the show. I can't remember. Merlot, no. and what's the other one? Pinot. Peanut Noir. Okay? <laughs> Peanut Noir and Merlot. We would like to thank you because As you always. bless us each and every week. And you're faithful and you're loyal. Okay? You hold us down. Okay? Always. And we'd also like to introduce, bring somebody onto the show. Our guest, right? Yeah. Is this the part where we said we're going to do that? I, th- I don't know, but sure. it's cool. Let's I'm roll confused with this. too. Okay, we're gonna it. make this happen. <laughs> we would like to introduce our guest for tonight's show, Bryce Lennon. Woo! Yeah. Oh, now you doing that? Or should we say like Oprah? Bryce Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting the car or anything, so I mean, I'll do. You know, hey, Bryce, how you yes. doing? <laughs> I've been cracking up for the past five minutes straight. I can't keep it straight, babe. Yes, the homie Bryce. We are so excited to have him on the show. Um, There is a reason why he is on there, and we're so excited to share what that reason is as time goes by. But before we check in, we want to include you in that check-in. So, yes. So, now I get to drop my little hashtags, my little website. where can the people find you? A little background. So, my name is Bryce Lennon. I'm a 30-something-year-old trying to make it out here in the streets. 30-something, but he looks 25. (laughs) Yeah, that's maybe twenty two. Okay, okay. There we, we go. gonna aim for it. You look good. Thank you. You look black. <laughs> All right, you know what? Don't gas Patrick, it up. Patrick. Don't, he look good. The boy good. He look good. Don't gas it up. I'm not gassing it. All right. Okay. I'm telling it like it is. <laughs> you look good. So, I am from South Jersey. Educated Dirty in North Jersey. Carolina. Grad school in North Carolina. I work at <laughs> University. And also, we gonna bleep out that university. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because you never know what we gonna say on the show. We don't oh, want us to true. Check. Okay, okay. So yes, I also am a fashion blogger. You can check me out at my two blogs. My first one, my oldest, is unregisteredstyle.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at unregisteredstyle. Then you can check out my personal style blog, brycelinen.com. Follow me, Bryce Lennon, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Damn, don't find me on there. But go <laughs> like our Facebook page you at Bryce Lennon Blogs. You live. And then anything else? Uh, child, you tell me. This is your brand. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, you, you know, we got right our now. brand covered. This is a hunk of pot. I'll, I love everything <laughs> about horror movies, Big Brother, and other reality TV crap. Okay, we're going to pray Bryce's deliverance over that horror. Okay, because you play with the devil. Guess what? He'll play with you back. <laughs> That's true. So... There was an episode with uh, I showed you the clown from American Horror Story. Oh yes. What was his name again? Uh, fuck. He was scary. But he was scary as fuck. And I scary. showed Patrick. Why a would you? Of it is that showing me that we Eric sometimes out for my dad? Okay. Live when we were recording, it was amazing. He was scary. It was horrible. Why would you even show me that picture? It was. It was great. Uh-uh. Sometimes I just have to go back and listen to your reaction. <laughs> it was scary. I don't even think I watched that season. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it because Patty Labelle was on it. She ain't last too long. Mm, see? No, so she then. like got yeah. <laughs> one got, episode, got. She's the one and done. So I'll stick Patty. to her albums and not her. Was shows. it one episode or two? I feel like it was like she, two. It was probably two. She was definitely a housekeeper. She was a housekeeper. And who killed her? Was it Gaga or was it her friend? It wasn't Gaga. It was 
Wasn't she a housekeeper for the the boy killed her, didn't he? Maybe Wait, Gaga was in the circus her? one? No, she wasn't. She no, was she was hotel. hotel. I'm not well. Let's move on. It's, uh, it's okay. Oh, yeah, keep Eric it. in your prayers. He's not well. It's okay. Eric, we love you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> just in case you guys don't know. No, no, you probably don't know. Patrick just blew me a kiss. Yes, because I love you. Yeah. So let's get this check. And you ask me how I'm doing? Yeah, how are I'm you? I'm good on today. You came in with really high spirits. I'm real. So, yes. And that is because I am changing my mind. Right? Um, I think throughout this. I am changing. Yes. Look at me. Look at me. me. Hallelujah. I am changing. Trying every way I can. <laughs> yes, Jay, how do we speak your name? No, but seriously, I am. <laughs> so, um, remember, like, throughout the last year, and I always bring this up, I really was going through some shit, right? And even in the beginning of this year, I took all of January to really sit with myself. Apart from hanging out with you, I didn't hang out really with anybody else. I kind of cut back on drinking. I cut back on like... Great. So life sounds like it was just great. Yeah, I cut back on all <laughs> of my sponsors, you know, <laughs> that used to facilitate my life. Really just got into like health and wellness and really focused on some like mental health stuff. Um, and in doing that and really like holding up the mirror to myself, I realized that a part of the things contributing to kind of like my bad past year was not the actions of others, but it was kind of the thoughts that I really was married to. Like I was really just like holding onto these negative perceptions of how people were behaving, of how I was kind of like the victim in all of these situations. And in this past month, I was just like, that is something you have to address and something you have to let go. Right. So I really had to sit and break down, like, what are some thoughts I'm having relating to this person's behavior or to this relationship that I have with another individual or to like the way I'm, excuse me, the way I'm moving through like school or through externship or through whatever it may be. And now I'm really being intentional about just like shifting those negative thoughts, um, challenging the thoughts that I've been married to for such a long time and accepting, you know, just what things are without adding more to it. And so I think despite being extremely tired, despite being like, you know, going through struggle still, like, you know, situational struggle, I'm happy because I'm, I've let those things go. And even when they come up, like, cause they do still, I'm just like, I was about to say that's constant work. It is like letting is. things go, not emotionally reacting, mm. not taking things personally. Yeah. Um, that's constant work. And, you know, we don't always do it, right? But right. I think the point where I got to, where I was, like, telling myself, you really have to make a change is when I opened up a psychology book, you know? I do the work with others, so I have to do the work with myself. Okay. And I literally read <laughs> the fuck out of myself. Like, the situations that were presented in this, you know, specific book, it was <clears throat> acceptance and commitment therapy for relationships, right? Ooh. It was me to a T, Right? But not me in, like, a positive way. Me in the sense that, like, I didn't accept situations for what they were. I was fused and or married to thoughts that made my situations much more dramatic than they needed to be. So it's just like, okay, do I want to continue in that space mm -hmm. or do I want to make that change? So mm. if I do seem happier, it's, you know, because of that. It may also be because of our Merlot and Pinot Noir. A mix, if you will. 
Since we're being positive, would you say that it was a bad year or a learning year? It wasn't a bad year at all. It was a learning Because I did some amazing things. It was a learning year. It was... It was a learning year of how I can improve my situation through my behavior and my thoughts. It was also a learning year of understanding what my needs are, okay. how I can communicate them. And, you know, not to put all my business out there, no. but I took a chance on communicating some of these needs in the past week. It worked out for the better. Right. I will say that. So, you know, it's never too late to advocate for yourself, to really just put your cards on the table. And I would encourage you all to do it come what may. It may not always work for what you want, but hey, That's it'll really make you feel better in the end. Because, like, I always said that I never learned how at a young age to actually advocate for myself, which is why I always put myself in the same situations mm-hmm. and then would complain about it because I didn't know how to, like, say what Bryce wanted or what Bryce needed. I didn't know. And that's a common theme, though, right? Because that's not just you, right? Mm-hmm. I think as black men, as black gay men, right? We don't get the go when we're, like, five years old to be like, what are you feeling, baby? You know? What, what, what are your needs? You know? What you, it's like, not Emotions. control your behavior. Emotions. Act this way. Think this way. Mm-hmm. Do this way. Right. And if you fit into this box... Things will work for you. Mm-hmm. But as we get older and we realize, oh, I'm fitting into this box and I'm only winding up and fuck shit over and over and over again, we got to make a change. Right. Right? And so, it's just a change, boo. Especially for kids growing up who were very sheltered. Yes. Because I feel like parents who act this way, some of them tend to really, like, over-shelter their kids. I was life. one of those kids mm-hmm. where you kind of have to learn a lot later on in life. And that's what I was going to ask you, is if that was your experience. Well, I wasn't necessarily sheltered. It's weird. I was just sheltered with my emotions. Hmm. So if I had any emotions, it was like, tough up, get over it. So then as I became an adult, mm. I, was the, I was the friend that always smiled. But then when I exploded, I exploded because I could never communicate how I felt. Didn't know how to do that. Yeah. Never learned. Well was never taught that because I feel like that's like generation after generation after generation. My parents are like that. Their parents are like that. Everyone's like that. Yeah. So. Question for you. Did you smile when you know you were feeling like a certain way? Like a a negative way? I would say that I was the person who smiled because deep inside I was depressed. Mm, Yeah. So I hid my sadness through a smile. With a smile. Yeah. With happiness. And my friends, Mm. you know... I would do kind of like the same thing. My friends would call that out, right? Right. So like I would feel hurt by a certain situation and be in the presence of the person who, you know, created that situation. And instead of just addressing it, it would just be all whites, right? Hmm. Or beiges, if I'm real with myself. Beiges? <laughs> Moving right along. Just kidding. I can't do this with but you. But yeah, <laughs> I'm happy, Eric, because I'm changing my mental process. How about you? How was your week? My week was really productive. I was really like on my grind as far as like work. I had a couple like projects at work to squash and it just felt really good to, you know, complete something that I started, right? Um, I'm starting to prepare mentally and also physically for the upcoming tennis season. So I recently just started getting back into my working out. I'm getting more cardio 
into my daily routines. Okay. So I started like walking to work and walking home some days, um, which is like a 35 minute walk, but it's like very like hilly mm -hmm. and it's a great, great exercise. Um, because usually I kind of just like chill during the winter season. And that first day back out on the courts in the spring brutal. is brutal yeah. and painful. And it's just like, I'm not looking forward to that. And I also think that I'm like low key setting myself up for like injury. So I need, I, I need to like, just start like preparing and, and prepping, stretching my muscles, like getting all that. So even like sitting here talking about it, I'm getting excited um, just to be back out on the tennis court because that's where I love to be um so I have like a small group of people um that we're all like professionals but we encourage each other mm -hmm. so we kind of spend time each week kind of dishing back and forth like workplace bullshit but also just um encouraging each other and giving us giving each other positive affirmations to keep going. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> some days yeah. it's hard <laughs> to get up and, and go back in there. So this week's motivation was have faith. Um, because a lot of things um, have been going on, not only at work, but in you know my professional life and my in my personal life that is like all pointing towards like Eric, this is the time to have faith. I think that faith is something that mainly comes into play when people or situations are like challenging or trying you know what i mean it's easy to have it when things are going well mm -hmm. because we can attest to all the positive shit that's happening in our lives and we'll shout out from a rooftop we'll be on facebook we'll be on instagram we'll be we'll want we'll, we'll want that attention right when things are going well but when things are down um or if we're in, in stressful situations i think that is actually when faith counts right um I feel like it's important to have it during that time because we need to understand that, you know, the current situation that we're in is not going to last forever. And also, you know, everything is not necessarily what it seems. I think faith is just one of those trying things. Sometimes we have to go through, you know, situations to be prepared for that next level. Keep in mind that next level might be another test. Right. So I think we get um, impatient with our faith because we want things when we want it. And we don't necessarily understand that there are multiple challenges or multiple hurdles that we're going to have to go through before we actually make it you know, to that next level. Mm -hmm. So just like being patient with ourselves can be like really frustrating. And I get it. Like I'm a 30 something year old and a professional and, you know, just trying to like do a lot of things. So I understand that frustration. So, um, this week was, you know, we talked about the four agreements many podcasts ago, but it's something that we bring up constantly. Still say the mantra. So be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make any assumptions and always do your best. And the fifth agreement, mind your business. Mind your business. Okay. And one thing about doing your best, remember, that shit changes from moment to moment. And I had to say that to a coworker today, and she really, like, fucked with that. She was like, Eric, thank you for bringing that to my attention because our very best, it, it changes and we have to be okay with that. You know what I mean? One day we might be up here, you know what I mean? On cloud nine, motivated, feeling like we can take over the world. Don't beat yourself up if you have a fucked up day sure. where you and your feelings or you just want to wear your all black and you want to put on your headphones and not have anyone talk. You know what I'm saying? Like the little things that we do, like don't beat yourself up about taking those time because it's just self-care. And it's okay to be in your feelings. It's okay to be in your emotions. I think what's important is not staying stuck there. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I would just like to say some of us always wear all black. Yeah, I love wearing black. (laughs) (laughs) You can be high in your all black. (laughs) I wear too much black this week, so I had to switch it up. Oh, I love it. Okay, we'll be wearing it. We'll be wearing it to the Black Panther movie. Oh, we coming. It's coming. We coming. I'm excited. (laughs) Mr. BL, Bryce Lennon. Thank you for being here. How was your week? Oh. I can, you in the check-in. Okay. I was, I'm on a check-in. My Leo way, I was low-key waiting. And I was like, what are you going to ask me? Yeah. But yeah, I just survived Mardi Gras, <laughs> New Orleans. Yes. How so, about that? You know, something interesting happened in the airport that I never really noticed, but this could be a whole other day, a whole other conversation. But um, I saw several Muslim people did uh, extra search in the airport. Wow. Mm. Oh. And I never really was aware. Like, I never really noticed. And I was like, this is really... Well, it's not a surprise to me that they're being profiled. Right. But I hear you in that I've never actually seen it. I didn't notice it, but I was like, why are these young women getting searched like this? And I was like, oh. It's fucked up. But then also because how they feel, because if I'm not mistaken, maybe it's a misquote, but the one of the planes from Newark Airport going to the World Trade Center. Oh, I'm not sure. sure. Well, either way, it's still wrong. Yeah. Profiling, profiling. Listen, yeah. they're getting everybody. Right. They got my water. They got his Mad Dog 2020. Don't right. We talked about okay. it yesterday. <laughs> like, profiling, profiling, regardless. But I was like, the first time, like, I'm kind of like, when I'm in the airport, I'm just like, in my mood and with the music, yeah. you know, playlist. And I was, Is my phone charged? Why? Right, exactly. Like. And I'm like, why are these young women getting like profiled like this, searched like this? Like, and they just let me go. And I was like, oh, okay. Where were you again? Which airport? Newark International Airport. Oh, okay. I've never flown out of there. Everyone's like kind of scared about it, but I'm always like, it's fine. Yeah. Maybe I should be more scared. <laughs> Listen, I just always expect them to search me. They search mm. my personal luggage, my, my person, my luggage that I checked on. It's fine. But all they found was some dildos. So. <laughs> Depending on who searched That was plural, y'all, if y'all didn't pick that and up. Work bay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> One thing about Mr. Lennon, um, he creates new words. He tries to make fetch happen. And so his word throughout the show will be cusp. So if you guys are into drinking games, whenever you hear the word cusp, take a shot. If you don't have that much alcohol, take a sip. Okay? Because, you know. Because we respect those on a budget. Okay? Because payday's not until next Friday. Okay, Okay. we see you. Do you see us? Or for some of us at the end of the month. For some of us, it's tomorrow. But, you know, I'm going to let that go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to continue, um, New Orleans was amazing. It's my mm-hmm. second time going. I went with a group of friends for my friend Mora, always in love, open in OpenSecret.com, um, for her 30th birthday bash, and it was a complete happy train birthday. Wreck. Yes, Mora, happy birthday. It was a complete train wreck. You know, yeah. um, I didn't notice about Mardi Gras that there's a African American part and there's a white part. Right. White Walker Park. Right, which is this typical, you know, Burma Street, girls showing their breasts. But the black part was very, like, uh, the Zulu Parade, mm. which was very festive. So many black people. That's amazing. where I want to be at. So, many food, so much yeah. food, yeah. so much culture. Yeah. Back that ass up. was played at every corner. I want to be at this Every part. corner. I got video footage to show. Yeah. Every corner. It was just a great time. That's and I need that. Cool. Sometimes you just need that little getaway yes. from your regular life because yes. work is a little demanding. Life is a little demanding. Mm-hmm. So it was just people are annoying. Yeah. I'm so I'm glad you had fun. That's I really dope. I had a great time. Yeah. I only like you know blacked out once. 
Yeah, that's fine. Only once. Only once. From Cause. alcohol or from just having a good fucking time? Alcohol. Well, like, I mean, it could have been five See, times. that was a sneak tip. You saw that? I saw that. Yeah, Perfume. You know, Eric, is the, Eric is the sneaky one. I was like, oh, you didn't refresh me? Because you're good, bro. How are you going to tell me that I'm good? All right. So I'm going to top you off. Well, thank you. Subliminal? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the conversation. <laughs> Bryce is just like, you God, know I'm the prude friend. I'm you are. I you are. Like, what? <laughs> I'm always lost. It's fine. Before we get into the conversation, we have a little listen- listener feedback. Oh, hey, listeners. So We need a jingle for the listener feedback. <laughs> listener feedback. There we go. That's our jingle. We got it. He good, y'all. He good. <laughs> um... You know, last week I talked about my, you know, near-death situation with my dog. I just want to say, you know, a couple of people reached out, showed their love and their concern, and I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. Um, Shout out to the concern. I have not used any oil since then. <laughs> I don't trust it. I know they say that there are some, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. That was just traumatizing for me. I'm over it. You know what? Shout out to y'all for reaching out to Eric. I, just I appreciate y'all reaching out. Yeah. Especially, especially if you have, like, dogs, you know how much your dog means to you. So. They're like a child. See? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Be ready to jump into the conversation? I am. <laughs> what you got for us? Well, what y'all got? We have a guest... So we do have a guest, and, and Eric and I, are, huh? Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm no, don't mean being me. an asshole. Go ahead. No, I'm just deaf. I didn't hear what you said. You hear it back? Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you. So was... Well, Eric and I are super excited to have this guest on, but surprise! This is not the only guest we will have in February. So Eric and I sometimes will sit next to each other, cuddle up, and watch different TV shows. Um, without the cuddling. We're, tr- we're working on it. Um, um, no, we actually cuddled in Chicago. We did cuddle in Chicago. It was so beautiful. <laughs> so, one of the TV shows... Okay. <laughs> one of the TV shows that we connected on um, was Black Love. It was on Oprah's own. Yes. And if you guys, like, know anything about it, it was just a whole bunch of interviews with different black couples really showcasing black love and giving a nuanced view to what black love is. But one thing me and Eric noticed is that while they show different aspects of black love, they didn't show that love from the vantage point of the gay black male or the bisexual black male or the queer black male. So what we decided to do was instead of complain about the content, we hope to create the content. All right? Create it. Okay. Start something new. You hear what I'm saying? Great. So in February, the next remaining weeks, we want to give you gay black love. Um, so we'll be interviewing various gay, bisexual, queer, other identified, same gender loving men, um, and just looking at their perspective of love and what that means. And so we are excited to have you, Bryce, on, um, to talk about self-love. I think that's a great place to start off. And we thought that was a great place to start off because you can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. Okay. Okay. You hear I mean, me? Does, can I does get an amen? Can I get an amen? <laughs> can we? Can I just ask? Because I have this really cool book that I just want to maybe incorporate a little bit because it's really good. It's called Black Love Signs by Thelma Balfour. What is your sign? 
Um, Leo. I am a Leo. You talking about Zodiac? Gotcha. I was like, well, oh, so you just don't go all up to the mic and be like, I was oh, like, what type of sign? I was like, wait, which sign? Yes, I'm a Leo. Gotcha. But I'm a, yeah, I'm not a cusp Leo. Does she say something about Leos? Should we say this? Oh, sign? about every sign. Okay, oh. what she say about Leos? Well, let's, uh, we'll Save get it? into the conversation. And it's, okay. It's, well, I'm gonna, it's a, every sign has a huge chapter. So as you're talking, I'm going to try to find some things that may be cool. Okay. All right, so Bryce, um, you and I are kind of like building, and you and Eric as well, are building Building. like friendships, right? Right. And we're getting to know each other, and we're really, I think, our friendships are budding out of the fact that we are on this journey of self-love, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, though, in getting to know you, your journey of self-love kind of started with a relationship or relationships that kind of went sour, so I was just, I felt like we could just start off if you feel comfortable with that. Like, who were you before those situations and who were you kind of like during those situations? So not to be dark, but I was, I felt I was a broken soul. Toads be dark. I was, who is that? Be dark. Toads. Oh, I was a broken soul, I think. Let me tell you why, okay? I was a broken soul because I felt like growing up, my self-esteem was just shattered based on some of the bullying incidents that happened to me at such a young age, Mm. which kind of formed me into who I was as an early adult. So I didn't know how to love because I didn't know how to love myself. And I felt like the poor treatment I received, I deserved. And that's not good. Yeah. So one day, um, I seeked help from a therapist three years ago. And I've been working on like, you know, slowly rebuilding my self-esteem, loving Bryce, figuring out who Bryce is, what Bryce needs, what Bryce wants, things like that. And what I've learned is it just takes time, honesty, and self-care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's backtrack a little bit, right? Yes. And honestly, if you don't feel comfortable with any of this oh, we that I'm about to ask, we you can, can shut it all the way down. Oh, no, we can take <laughs> it. We can take it. But... Okay, you kind of introduced this whole bullying aspect. Yes. And you said that some of the things you experienced, you felt like you deserved. But, I mean, let's keep it real, right? Because a lot of times we're in relationships and we love to, like, pose for the gram. We love to, you know, put on the front that our relationships are these amazing things. We like to talk to our friends and be like, girl, guess what I'm in? You know what I mean? But we don't ever highlight the bullshit that we go through. Of course not. So what sorts of things did you go through that you felt that you actually deserved? It was more so I felt like the bad things I experienced, whether it was someone ghosting me or someone not giving me enough time, the time that I felt like I deserved, or someone talking to me, talking down to me. Um, and I say all that to say that uh, during those times, I kind of put those negative aspects on the back burner and just focus on the good memories. One of my favorite movies is 500 Days of Summer. And I don't know, have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen no, it? No, no. So, not to spoil it, but there's one scene in the movie where the guy, Tom, is talking to his sister. His heart's broken. And she says that, you know, you are remembering all the good things that you went through with Summer. I think you need to start thinking about the bad things and how she made you feel. So then the movie replays all the things in the movie that you didn't notice that she did, that she did not do for him, that you didn't notice. When he put his hand out to hold it for her, or when, they, when he put his hand out so that she could hold it, she moved her hand away. When he tried to give her a kiss on the cheek, she moved her face away. So I felt like a lot of times I focused on the good things that I thought were good at the time and kind of overlook the bad things. And to answer your question, bad things are like 
maybe getting cheated on. Like, I was just, like, in a moment sad about it. And I was just like, but you know what? Um, this is who I want to be with, and we're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be 25. Come on. And plus, I was a newbie at dating. Like, my... To be honest, to be transparent, I did not start having sex until I was, like, 21. And then I didn't start, like, actively dating until I was 25. So this is, like, all new to me. Like yeah. I said, I'm the prude. Yeah. So it was all new to me. So I feel like some of the things that people learned when they were maybe teenagers or maybe into college, I kind of experienced those into my mid-20s yeah. that I never experienced before. I think that's so interesting. Um, especially the part where you kind of endured the acts of like cheating, right? And you said that you kind of like focused on the things that were so good, good, good <coughs> that you completely kind of ignored. And correct me if I'm not. You no, know, no, you're right. right. That you ignored kind of like the negative things. Right. We talked a little bit earlier in this episode about being married to thoughts, right? Mm. And we talked about this whole acceptance and commitment therapy and relationships. A part of that, and like one of the beginning steps, is kind of acting in something called diffusion. Okay. And before you can act in diffusion, you have to understand where you're acting in something called fusion. And fusion is being married to a particular thought. And sometimes those thoughts aren't negative. They can be positive. And whether they're negative or positive, they kind of make you delve into behavior that creates a shitty situation for yourself. So for you, you were fused to thoughts that kind of were like, the positives makes this relationship worth it, it seems, right? right? Right. And so you're staying in these relationships and then you're kind of reinforcing the idea that you deserve these relationships despite the bad right. and are kind of ignoring these bad. So it's kind of keeping you in this like unhealthy cycle. And as we talked like off air, this wasn't just like one relationship, no, right? No, everyone, I feel like a lot of people had the same dating pattern. I was going to say, yeah. Um, I think... And to kind of piggyback what we were speaking about earlier, um, with my family life, um, when I had those negative experiences early on into those relationships, I didn't know how to verbalize how I felt. Mm. And because of that, those issues were never resolved. And I took that baggage into the next relationship. So then I became the cheater. Because I feel like, let's just talk about I'm not going to tell you all the bad things that's happened to me and not talk about the bad things I've done, you know? So once I was able to, oh my God, like how did I just do this to someone that I thought I cared about? Then that's kind of when I started waking up, like you Bryce, you got to start dealing with yourself because Mm -hmm. you can't just keep going from person to person to person and not dealing with your own issues because it's going to be like a snowball effect. And then what did dealing with yourself look like? Dealing with myself, um, like I previously mentioned, was being more honest with myself as t- as far as like what I actually felt like I need in a relationship. My type of personality, I require a lot of attention. Perhaps that's the Leo in me. I need to feel like I'm yeah, someone's obsessing is. over me. <laughs> um, I don't think that has anything to do with a low self-esteem. It might, but I just feel like I need someone to be like, when I walk in the room, like, oh, Bryce. Your needs are your needs. It's fine. I just yeah, that's just how who I am. So when I would date someone or fall in love with someone who would not give me those those things, I would be like, "Oh well, I mean, I mean, I want the attention, but maybe this is just how a relationship's supposed to go." Mm. So that's why we end up in relationships with people 
that ultimately why I'm not with them now. Right. And also, I jumped into things too quick. I had this philosophy that the person I'm with is going to be the one, like Tom for 500 Days of Summer. I like the idea of people, and I didn't give myself enough time to actually get to know them. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got to know them, I was in too deep. And then it's like, oh, we got to figure it out because we've been in a relationship for five months. But I still had the ability to walk away, and I chose not to. That happens a lot when we're young. And we talked about that on the show before. I'm just kind of having these really wild dreams at a young age and mm-hmm. these um, expectations about rela- relationships at such a young age when um, we still have so much to learn. But we don't realize that. Until we get older, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could tell us all day when we're in our 20s, we want what we want, right? In our minds, especially, um, you know, social media, we're constantly seeing images of relationships and what they're supposed to be like. And we've talked about that too, like how toxic that can be. Absolutely. You know? So I just, I thought it'd be a good time to like plug Thelma. Hell yeah. um, Because you just mentioned some things that she just kind of kicks off the chapter about Leo's um, about. So I figured this would be a good time to plug our good Leo's. The symbol is the lion. Um, Positive love traits. Conventional, traditional lover, dramatic and overly... (laughs) Overly <laughs> enthusiastic about love. So Lime dramatic and over the over enthusiastic about love. Negative love traits. Selfish in bed. Not oh. prone to much foreplay. Okay. Okay, bro. I don't know about that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Thelma might need to go back. I'm like, Mom, was that a premium? <laughs> Thelma might need to go back. Okay. <laughs> An aggressive, domineering lover whose ego requires constant stroking. I said it earlier. You yeah. did. So here's a little bit more that I just want to share. Leos have a definite presence, partly because of their overall demeanor of self-assurance and partly because they plan it that way. Leos have an innate addiction to the spotlight, being out front, running the show, or being the show. When you first meet a Leo, you'll be impressed. But what you're witnessing is a representation of contradictions. Although the Leo brother may wink and come over and ask for a dance, don't assume that there's a budding relationship. He simply must have some attention. You like attention. Oh, well, okay. But remember, see, I think my circumstances around life have changed, kind of altered that. That's where that self-esteem thing comes in. I feel like I'm very shy, too. So I felt like, yes, I do like attention, but I'm also very shy. I like the attention from the person I want attention from. I don't want attention mm-hmm. from everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for a hypothetical speaking, like if we're out in the street and I just took off my clothes and walked naked, I would not be able to do it. Oh. Now, if there's somebody I thought was cute, I'd be able to do it do then. Because yeah, yeah. I want that attention from that person, oh, wow. but not from everyone else. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> Y'all got enough on this hair show. You know what? <laughs> Audience, so I'm naturally if you could see what I see. <laughs> I think so. Hmm. But but it's masked. Like if you see me exterior, you'd be like, "Oh, Bryce is just." But inside, I'm like, so an extroverted introvert. I that's but I feel like that might be from my childhood though, because I was broken early. They told me I was a shit early, so I was broken. You are shit. I know. I'm good now. Okay, I'm good now. Back then was let them know, Greg. How's the on there? We have a ten year. We have a ten year high school reunion, but we about to have a reunion. Okay. 
<laughs> we have a 10 year high school reunion, but we about to have this 15. You and I'm about to pull, pull up. Because me and these titties will come through. Pull up. Okay. Pull up. So let me ask you do you know a sign of one of your past lovers? Or do you know a sign of a close friend? Let's leave the scorned lovers in the past. Okay. okay. Because we, you can't go forward if you keep going back. So let's stick with some friends. Um, okay. I feel like a lot of my friends, I have a lot of female, well, to be transparent, I have a lot of female friends in general. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a whole other conversation for a different day. It's hard for me to make male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not the only one. Okay. That's fine. So a lot of my female friends are Pisces. Um, scattered Leo female friends, uh, cancers, and they kind of all stay in that same realm. Okay, so Leo and Pisces, let's see what Thelma says about the Leo and Pisces. Both love a lavish lifestyle and travel. Leo is the domineering one, and Pisces doesn't mind being led or controlled. Leo's outgoing nature means the lion is always in the mix. Pisces is a loner and prefers a quiet, romantic setting at home, complete with candles, incense, and soft music. That's fine with Leo, who loves the attention. The sex is the most noteworthy area of the relationship, but that may not apply. I, well, that is amazing. But no, I, I mean, mean, that's why I'm asking. Is, I, that is the sign of an ex. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, yeah. They said the sex is noteworthy in the area of the relationship. Pisces can definitely show the Leo a thing or two or three behind closed doors. But Leo is put off by Pisces' non-aggressive behavior and sees Pisces as a wimp. No. The Pisces was too aggressive? Pisces' lack of drive and motivation frustrates you. Who is less about talking and more about doing. That's you. <laughs> Bryce is literally just taking these it two, and breathing. This is what she says. She says these two need to move on. Yeah, we do. Amen. And quick, this is not going to work, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I feel like I probably be very compatible with, I uh, probably another Leo, but I feel like we probably be fighting for the spotlight. But I'm more. I, I like yeah, But maybe fine. with communication, you guys could work out when each one gets. The spotlight. Communication is the key to anything. Speak on it. Oh, communication is the key to anything. No, you can clap. Oh, Why okay. I didn't know if it was gonna pick that one no, up. No, it was. But, it, oh, it was okay. But I just feel like if you do not, if you're not in sync with your communication with your mm-hmm. partner, it's just done. It's a you know what? Done. A lot of people say communication. Let's unpack that. Like, what does that really mean? I feel like verbal, physical. Just everything. I just feel like you just need to be on the same page. Even if you're not even in a relationship, if y'all are just sleeping together, you both need to be on that same. Understanding what each other wants. So for me, that's like a spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. Okay. In order to channel those things that we just talked about, I feel like there has to be more than just like a physical attraction or just like an intellectual attraction. I feel like when there's like a spiritual connection and you can really vibe off of each other and feel each other's energy, that's when you can get that. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Because you meet first in spirits, I believe. Yeah. Before you do it in person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Question though, moving through like kind of this interview, where are you now in the dating game? Dating? Yeah. Because you talked about this kind of like journey you talked about like you know going through all the fuck boys going through the fuck shit going through the bullying feeling like you deserved all of the bullshit that was coming to you 
and then going through this thing with like therapy, which <clears throat> kudos to you for actually engaging in therapy. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah be, that's really it's hard cool. therapy because you really have to unpack yourself, mm-hmm. and the, the the work doesn't work. It doesn't work unless you're willing to be ready to change. And a lot of work goes outside of, of the therapist's office, right? Yeah, you can come there and like unload emotionally and get best practices and how do I do this and get the motivation, but you spend more time with yourself outside of that office. Right. So it's really a commitment. Right. I mean, the, the biggest thing I pulled from therapy, well, and then we segue. No, do things, your thing. Was the, the ABCs of thoughts. Yes. ABCs? Come on, cognitive behavioral which, therapy. Which you were talking about before about you had to alter your way of uh, your thinking. Mm-hmm. So you could be more, feel more positive and have more positive energy. Mm-hmm. The way how we think about things kind of promotes negativity. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you can adjust the way how you think, you, you can, can change your, your world. Test your behavior. Yeah. You can change the world. You can change your world. I think our thoughts are really, it's our reality. I always right. tell my people, I always tell my friends, I don't live a life of assumptions no more. Mm. Say so. Because you, you live a life ass. of assumptions. You live the life of an ass. <laughs> yes. And when you jump to conclusions, conclusions, the ass comes back to bite. Okay? Don't jump And not in a good way. Because when right. you jump to conclusions, <laughs> you will mess up a good thing. Yes. You will. But the, the, the way it work around, communicate. If, you, if, you, if I feel like you have a problem with me, I'm not going to assume that you do. I'm going to say, Patrick, is everything good between us? Mm. And if you say, okay, I just got to take it for what it is. Yeah. I can't focus on you just me thinking that you're being passive aggressive and yeah. not being honest yeah. with your feelings. I can just take it at surface level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and not I, to say those yeah. thoughts will come where it's just like, won't come. Where right. it's like, oh no, you do feel a certain way, right? But right. it's really saying, okay, these thoughts are here, but what you have told me is that you don't have an issue. Right. So mm. I'm going to sit in that space instead of endorsing the thoughts that are coming my way. Right, and that's also something I work on because I'm a people pleaser. So when I feel like someone Bryce, read my has a problem, yes, I not anymore, but I would be like, "Are you sure you don't have a problem?" Because so yes. the anxiety kicks in yes. because I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to mm-hmm. like me. So Ooh. I'm therapy. Yes, you got me together. Now, now I just don't really even care because once I ask you once, that's your opportunity to say how you feel. Okay, and if you say no, then that's then you, it. Hey, let's take a okay. shot. Okay. That's I feel. Not literally, but we can. Oh wait. <laughs> are you are you open though for that person to come back and be like, you know what? I did have an issue. Actually, I did. Yes, I am. So the thing with criticism with me is, in the moment, it's going to make me cringe, but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate criticism, and I appreciate someone who's going to be open, honest with me, because that gives me room to grow and change. Because I feel like I can't grow and change. If you're keeping your thoughts to yourself. Yes. Bryce, you better speak this fucking word. Okay. And that's something that, especially as black men, black gay men, that we struggle with. We talked about this on many episodes before. We talked about this in Chicago when we were at the convention. Just like our struggle with connecting to our emotions. Not Mm -hmm. only connecting with those emotions, but then communicating them. Not only communicating those emotions, but... um, Acting in a way that is going to be healthy, right, and, and, and forthcoming, it can be it can be challenging, and it's definitely it can be harder, easier said than done. Yes, 
right? It takes work. Because we tell people, communicate, tell me what's going on. But it really takes a lot of self-work. It takes a lot of self-confidence. It takes faith. I talked about that in my check-in. Mm-hmm. It really it really takes a lot, a, yeah. a lot of different things. And then, like, I think also as partners, we have a responsibility to kind of support um, our partner's journey in their journey, mm-hmm. right? So kind of, we talked about that spiritual connection, knowing when things are wrong, knowing when they're off, knowing when, you're not really being honest right now, but I know that there's something going on. Sometimes we have to kind of step in and be that person to kind of help them. Give them the space. Give them that space because, you know, we talked about growing up being sheltered. Like, that's one reason why men don't talk. It could be other reasons why. Sexual assault, you know, uh, we, we brought that up on the Boys Don't Cry episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of black gay men have been sexually assaulted, and it's something that they hold on to. And it really just fucks up a lot of different things in their lives, including communication. So until we're ready to be real and honest with ourselves, we really don't have the ability to do that with other people. And sometimes, you know, people, we get into these relationships and we just really, we're not ready. We like the idea. Of relationships, but don't like the work. And we're attracted as fuck to the person. Yes. And the sex may be great. Yes. you know, I saw this Instagram post yesterday where people were baited up, and I'm trying to be like that too. Like, all these different things are going on in our head, except what's really important, which is I need to do the work on myself. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Eric. See, that's why I want to put myself in those situations. Oh. But we can't even be, look, because I'm a person, we have sex, I'm already in love, so we can't be even go can't that not. far. Okay. We can't even go that far. For those of us who are virgin, I don't we know. We just yet. going. But I'm, I'm, I'm Here open. we go. I'm we open. not even we we not go. going to Netflix and chill or nothing. We just going to go to a museum. We for, can grace like Frankie and chill, certainly. No. So you um, don't have sex until you get to like a really serious point in. That's what I'm doing now because mistakes made in the past was that yeah. I was the person that always caught feelings first. And now I'm not trying to do all that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to let us catch feelings together, okay? So where well, are you now. now in this let us catch feelings together phase? Are you open to dating? Are you... Yeah, I'm dating now. Okay. You just got to get to know the person. And if, if you don't fit... You just don't fit. You quit. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that. That doesn't <laughs> no, mean that. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or you're a bad person. No, that no, just means that we so might not be compatible right now. Na- yeah. No, right now. Okay. Timing. Because people Timing. Oh can God. change. People mature. I'm still maturing. But doesn't mean that who knows? Who Timing. knows? I don't. There's so many stories out here of people who've been married and someone d- passes away and then they end up with their high school sweetheart. Or they end up with someone they dated in college mm-hmm. when they're like 60 years old because for whatever reason they broke up, they moved on with their life, but then people mature, people change, mm-hmm. life experiences, and then when they get back together, when they're supposed to be together, have you ever seen um, How I Met Your Mother? That no. sounds really familiar. I, th- oh, yes, I can't spoil it, that. can't spoil it. No, no, you can. Well, I mean, how, <laughs> how it ended, we spent the whole series. Well, wait, spoiler alert, spoil, uh, spoiler alert, okay? We spend the whole series of this guy chasing after this girl. He does not end up with her. He does not end up with her. His best friend does. The last episode of the series, he meets, finally, he meets the woman who's going to become his wife. Because mm-hmm. throughout the whole series, he's telling his kids about how he met his mother. How he, how he met their his mother. wife. Right, their mother, yeah, which yeah, is his yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, at the end of the episode, they end up getting married, have the kids. She dies. Mm. Mercy. Um, I forget. As you would say, mercy. Mercy. Yeah. But then, guess who he ends up with? The girl. The girl. Because timing, she was at the right space. And she's. And then even the kids were like, 
Well, we feel like you've always liked the aunt. We have to remember aunt such and such. Well, why don't you ever date her? He's like, well, maybe I should. And then that's how it ends. I really liked how you brought up the, the timing part because I talk about that all the time, especially when we meet people. Timing is important because we can meet someone and it's just not the right time for whatever reason, like whatever's going on in that person's life. But that could actually be your soulmate or that could be the person that, like in your example, you end up with many, many years later and you wouldn't even like know it at the present moment. Time is, is crazy. That's the only thing that works against us, though. Because it's always going to count. Sure. <laughs> so, final thought, kind of. What are the pros and cons of this space that you're in right now? And what advice can you give to those who may identify with your journey or who, you know, are looking to date but don't know how or who have been in this, like, pattern of Fuck bigotry and are trying to get out. Just give some advice, Charles. The pros. Well, the pros. I'm more aware of my surroundings. I'm more honest with myself. I know what I want. I know the signs, potential deal breakers or yellow flags. I know those now. Before I kind of didn't know. Is a yellow flag a slow or a stop? See, I have this thing. I don't call them red flags. I call them yellow flags. Okay. Because I feel like you have two or three offenses. Okay. Because the first time, you could have had a bad day. You know? Maybe mm-hmm. you forgot to call. Maybe. I don't know. Some things are red flags. You know? <laughs> I don't know. But I, yellow flag. I give you a little yellow flag. A little yellow light. You know, that's just a caution. A caution. It's a caution. Yeah. Caution. yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Wait. We might need to reconsider. But we can still consider. If you're willing to change. Work on it. Work on it. Not change, work on it. Because I don't believe oh, in you compromise. Sound, I believe like in sacrifice. You sound like that's a man that's willing to give a brother a couple of chances, maybe. Just probably show. too many. That's probably my problem. One or two, though, is okay. I feel like you got to give people a chance. I say three is like that. I'm like, mm, nah. Oh, he giving out three, y'all. Three. Three. <laughs> I do everything in threes. I don't make the rules. I receive them. I give hugs <laughs> in threes, kisses in threes, a lot of things in threes. Okay. I do everything in threes. Oh, cons. Um, <laughs> I'm a lot. I'm very guarded now. Yes. Okay. More so, guarded, but I don't want it to be like a baggage guarded. Like you know, I don't want to be. I'm guarded because I'm scared to love or scared to date or scared to venture. Bag of linen, you gonna miss your, your bus. Right. You can't hurry up. Cause you got too much stuff. <laughs> exactly. When they see you coming, <laughs> niggas take off running <laughs> from you. It's true. Thanks, guys. Oh, yes, yes, they do. do. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds Love great. you, Bryce. That was a great time. Thanks. So let me be honest and transparent. Man. So I have a follow up question. So with your guard being up, I think that that's that's a really important point right there. It's a double-edged sword. Because I feel like a lot of us, we have a guard up of some sort, if not a complete guard, because of a lot of the bullshit, the fuck nigga bullshit that we've had to deal with and put up with, right? So my question is, my follow-up question is, like, how do you balance that with getting to know somebody? Is it that person making you feel comfortable enough to open up? Like, for example, if you met somebody and you felt like 
that guy was opening up to you, would you then feel comfortable opening up or is it something else that triggers you to be like, all right, I can start, not completely, but I can start to like kind of break down these silos and let a nigga in. Right. Um, I think it's circumstances. Uh, I feel like I've dated people in the past who were quote unquote Mr. Perfect, who gave me, their guard was completely down from the jump. And I was like, oh cool, my guard's down. Then they were a narcissist. Mm. So a lot of people suffer from that. So for me, my guard slowly. I tell the person up front, like I'm guarded now. So if you think that you're, you might not get this much affection from me, but in time, you're gonna start to see a change because I'm naturally a very affectionate person. I'm telling you that from the jump. However, right now, I'm not gonna be that affectionate. I'm t- communication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not interested. <laughs> that just means. It takes time. It's taking time because I rush into things too fast. To heal when you're hurting so much. I'm not even hurting though. Okay, but Mariah just wrote the song. (laughs) 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 Couldn't see that Um, I But yeah, to answer your question, what is it? No, you're good. good. It's the Merlot. Go ahead. It's all good. It's all good. Um, But to answer your question, I don't know if I can even answer it. Cause I haven't been single that long, so we'll see. Oh, so you out here? No, I'm not. No, no. Mm-mm. Just a new fish. I don't want to be a fish. I just want to be Bryce. You are Bryce. You are living. Do not, do not slide in no one's DM because you will not. No, do not oh, slide in the Bryce kind of world. He's glad he's got his girls. <laughs> I guess I'm Sinclair. His Pisces girls. His Pisces girls. I'm fish. Fish, fish. <laughs> Y'all are really upstream, downstream. Yes, but um, we'll see. You know, I'm just out. Well, I don't want to say I'm out here. You are. <laughs> You're in the streets. You live in your best life. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I've been told that I'm a tease. So okay. it's just me. That, that's another way of me and being a guard. Every all aspects, I'm a guard. Oh. This is my guarded part. Yeah. I give you a little. I give you just enough, but, but not take too it much. Back. This is why we're twins. Twitches. Yeah. yeah. Meow. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. I'm here. Okay. You were all the way because you didn't meow me back. Oh, sorry. Which you know I'm a daydreamer. You know I'm a daydreamer. Pussy cat. Did I answer this, your question? This is going down the wrong road. Or okay. did I? Or did I give it like? No, you gave it what it means. Or did I give it like a pet? You gave great answers to all. Of, this was just a great episode. We, we not well. What I feel like we not well. What do you mean? I said that in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys not well? Yeah. So thank you for that. Cause <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> what Patrick said. Spectrum. Yeah. That was, Spectrum. That was Spectrum. the trade coming out. Patrick. I am the trade. Okay. I, I heard apparently I'm a, a, a trade DL, No, apparently a DL trade. You DL trade? That's what, I don't even know what that means. Can I be trade? Because people say, apparently people when they first meet was like, oh, I thought when I met you, I thought you were very like flamboyant and feminine. But then when I got to know you. What's like, wrong with that? Exactly. Okay. Like, right. why you made that such a negative thing? Damn, and it's like, but, they but now it. you like, you like, you like a, a John. You like a nigga. A John. Exactly. I'm like, I'm actually Bryce. <laughs> that's fine. I love you. That's right. Thank you for this fab conversation. We are all going to take a break to kind of recuperate, get our lives together. Clearly, the peanut noir and Merlot has hit. I'm good. Talk to you. Oh, okay. I was maybe just hit me, y'all. But, okay. 
Tis the season. We'll be right back, y'all. <laughs> See y'all in two seconds. Hey, girls. So we're back. Um, ready for some hung. Pop, 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 pop. Hey. Pop, pop, what? pop, pop, pop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pop, 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 pop. Hey. Pop. Okay. <laughs> it's the hung pop. We in the spot. Got Eric P. Ryan. And the drop Bryce top. Lenotz. Oh. Oh. Our sponsors is Peanut Noir with Summer Law. Hey. Okay. Anyway, this is the Hung Pop, y'all. And we just trying to get through this. So the first thing that I have on the docket, oh, not on the docket because we are not about to jock off of T. Madison and Kaya. That ship is already sinking. Shout outs to y'all. Oh, shit. So, okay. I said what I said. She actually posted, T. Madison, I think, posted that they're coming, or the show is coming back, but she said that it was revamped. She, like, posted something on Instagram, so it may not be to both of them. I it don't know, but you know what's going on. Hey, love takes time to heal when you're hurting so much, okay? Apparently, she was crying. But anyway, Tessa Thompson will portray the notorious jewel thief Doris Payne in... A new heist movie. So for those of y'all who don't remember Doris Payne, remember that old lady who was out here stealing jewels? No. You don't remember? Recently, like in May 2015, she got locked up and served a little jail time for stealing like um like a necklace at like a, a store, like Nordstrom or now that I'm looking at her picture, she does look familiar. Yeah. So apparently she's been she's not new to this. She's true to this, okay? Oh, so it's going to be like that Carrie Washington movie from when we were in high school on BET where she was stealing stuff? Oh, the only Carrie Washington movie I know is Save the Last Dance. It was like right after that, because... Oh, I don't... Because... That's when she had the curly keys, but continue. I don't know. But she's been stealing since she was young, okay? And Tessa Thompson will play her role. So I'm excited for Tessa. This is Black History. To be a thief for years upon years, to make it to 2018, you, she was stealing in the Obama era. Okay. She was still in that Walmart in Chambly, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It said that she got arrested this past July for shoplifting $86.22 worth of merchandise from Walmart. So, um, mm-hmm. You know, that could have been a number of things. You know, they got the eye care center in the Walmart. She could have got her eyes Some checked. glasses. Some glasses. Okay. You know, yeah, just some name chains. She had a good discount on them. You know what I mean? Went to McDonald's. It's usually a McDonald's in the Walmart, too. Or a Subway. Got, she right. probably got her a, a tuna foot long. Got her a tuna foot long. <laughs> like, and she went back to the yard section, got her, you know, some stuff for the yard. Some Okay. You knew she was doing Christmas gifts. She was. She's like, baby, Christmas is set. And then, like, I love how she's so brazen with it because I believe in one of her um, interviews, she was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to still do this shit. What you think? You know what I mean? So she has the spirit of stealing. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. What else you got, Eric, for the hung pop? Pop. So I just wanted to shout out Annalise Keating. Love. Um, did you see the most recent episode of How to Get Away with Murder? Eric, I would. I'm proudly. <coughs> excuse me. Proudly gonna say that I am all caught up. Wow. Yeah. That actually warms my spirit. Because you know I'm always behind. <laughs> yes, I'm caught up. I quit when Wes died, so I'm out. It was devastating. I was done. Let the Lord use you and get caught up with the rest of it. Yeah, because a lot has happened and like Wes is still very much a part of the story. Oh, I thought Wes was alive in one of the scenes because they yeah, you because know switched he, up the scene too much. Okay, and I was drinking a little wine. Okay, I was like, what's what's the life? It's a miracle. <laughs> I was not here for it. So shout out to Annalise Keating. Um one of the highlights of that episode, you know, she was preparing. Um, her opening statement for 
homeboy's father who was in prison. Mm-hmm. Can I remember Nate's father? Yes. Oh, and Nate's father prison. was wasn't he something else? Three but sheets. They got they those walls were broken down slowly mm-hmm. but surely over time, right? And Nate was consistent. And he looked at him and told him, I don't care how much you reject me. I'm going to come back every week mm. until we get this thing right. So that was a really dope father and son moment. Black love. Yes. Black love. Yes. Um, but the highlights of that episode, excuse me, as Annalise was writing, writing her open, opening statement, she's um, a part of it said how we treat a person during the darkest moment of their lives is a benchmark of humanity Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like the foundation of her opening statement and that was just so powerful because we we even talked about that with um erica badu's interview how seeing the good and some and and just seeing something good in everything is a blessing so shout out to annalise she must have read that article and felt the the badu spirit But also, can we shout out another character? Yeah. Michaela? Because she's the one who's the bridge between Miss Keating and Miss Pope. And you know she's a hybrid of them both. Watch out. She might get a spin-off. A hybrid of them both. That's good. That's good. What if How to Get Away with a Scandal becomes a spin-off featuring Michaela? That's all I have to I'm say. Shout out to Asian Naomi King. Okay. Shout out. We speak your name. You know, put her in another movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and I also just wanted to... Uh, <laughs> yes. What's wrong? No, I'm ready. Oh, what you're ready? Right? <laughs> yes. So, um, Kim Cattrall was in the news recently as she responded to a post by Je- Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, Cottrell apparently just lost her brother. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Sarah went on Instagram to kind of give her condolences. And <laughs> She's like, bitch, I am not She had some friend. words we for her. We are not friends. <laughs> and not only that, she told her, like, don't speak my name. Right. Like, leave me and my brother out of your mouth. Like, and she was very <laughs> intentional about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually did an interview. I'm, I didn't. BuzzFeed. Uh, she did an interview in BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. I can't talk, y'all. Posted this article. If you want to um, shout, uh, check it out, you can go on BuzzFeed.com. Um, Cottrell talked about how their relationship really with the girls really fell apart before they even filmed the movies. She said after the Sex and the Series TV series ended, that's really when the relationship between her and Parker got really, really bad. Mm -hmm. She said that, you know, they did the movies, they made their coin, like that was that, but at the end of the day, they weren't home. They weren't friends, yeah. They weren't friends. Cottrell said that, um... She thinks it's really fucked up that the girls, no one really calls her to just check on her and just say, hey, how are you doing? And that really stuck out to me when I read this article because I'm like, wow, that sounds really familiar. It's what a lot of us kind of complain about, right? Like, why don't people just kind of check in to see how I'm doing? This woman who's an acclaimed actress, you know, been all over the world, has her money, has her credits, has has her coins, She's also, like, suffering from a lack of commitment in her friendships. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was um, interesting. I wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah. She pulled a Dr. Simone. It's been a lot of shit. (laughs) 
Okay. You know what they say. When but, you go missing for a while, and whoever contacts you, that's your, that's your day one. Those are your homies, right? Mm. All right. So that's why you got to keep a fight. Okay. <laughs> who has kept up with you when you were missing? All right. Or who began to keep up with you when you began to poke your head out the sand? Keep a file. Yeah, keep a file. Keep a file, Saints. That's yeah. why you gotta hit the friends with the hey, I was just thinking about you today. Okay. Hope all is well. And I hope moving. all is well. Those That's texts are such but a But what if they hope all is well when you already on the scene? That's a whole another conversation. It really is. <laughs> because to your point, Patrick, like Sometimes we only hear from people when they're triggered. And we had this conversation on this show before (sighs) that sometimes it takes a post on Facebook or Instagram for people to remember that, oh, I am friends with this person. Let me hit them up and see how I'm doing. Don't wait for a Facebook post or Instagram post like Bryce is saying. Like, don't wait for that Mm -hmm. to check in on somebody. Like, I honestly, I don't like that shit. Like when I post, if I I don't post a lot on social media, but when I do post on my personal pages, like when people kind of like pop up and I haven't heard from you in a while, it's just like fuck you. Those are called fair weather friends. Okay. And fare thee well, fair weather. Keep fair weather. Fare thee well, Oga. Do you remember Shrek? <laughs> Love Shrek. Okay. Come on, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Cameron D. Let's move on to the hung pop child because. This no, that one was the is hitting. Pop. You hear me? That was the hung. I pop. mean, the hung music. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on to the hung music, I just wanted to shout out the BET Social Awards. It was the first ever Social Awards. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. When Amanda Seals, right? Yeah, she did um, like a really great poem or spoken word. I think it's appropriate to say for what she did. And she closed it out with reclaiming my time. Okay, reclaiming it. So Auntie Maxine um, was all up and through. Yes, I love her. Amanda Diva back in the day. And shout out to Remedy Pod for interviewing Auntie Maxine. Yeah, that was so cool. Isn't that like their second time? Yeah, in college. Really? Yeah, she spoke at our university. Oh, I just wanted to sit with her, touch the hem of her garment. She was just my auntie then. Yes. Um, so real quick with the um, social BET social awards, I wanted to just shout out a few people. Blame it on Quay. Um, he won the LMAO award, which I thought was appropriate for him. So just shout out to him um, and his homegirl Lala says a hands. Both of y'all are hilarious, and I think it's so dope that y'all are so cool and y'all yes. moved in together and you're kind of sharing your lives on social media. It's very cool, very funny. Um, they talked about the power of hashtags that came up at some point in the show. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that because as podsters, I just, I was like, yeah, that's true. Like hashtags will get your message out. Like you could tweet something or post something on Instagram, but the hashtags have a powerful way of connecting you to so many different avenues and so many different people. So, you know, for our creatives out there that are listening, um, continue to use that um, and see if it works for you, you know? And if you're not using it, you should. Um, We just talked about Amanda. She did our Black Girl Magic piece, which was pretty awesome. Um, And shout out to her and just acknowledging Auntie Maxine. Um, DC Young Fly got an award for Social Verified. Um, recently, him and Dave East got into a back and forth on social media. I don't know if you've seen it, but they have been roasting each other on Instagram, taking oh, wow. turns. And it is funny as fuck. I have to say, Dave, as much as I love you, 
DC Young Fly, I feel like, has definitely won the roast. <laughs> He's still tall and cute, though. Um, he is, but if you if you want to cackle, yeah, again, not you my should, type. You should watch. Let the record the show. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Oh, try God, don't try me. Speaking okay. of which, our girl Anna Douglas went yes. to Facebook. Yes, she did. To pretty much protest the BET Social Awards. And she was like, why was there no church category? Okay. Because she is church comedy. She is. And her, she'll, she'll, her and a lot of folks. But yeah, she, she'll she definitely She'll in the spirit. Is. And Miss Charlene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her, her videos have gotten so funny lately. I feel like Charlene is taking a turn in her comedy. She's taking it to a whole nother level. So shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Her music. Oh, okay. So for Hung Music, you know Black Panther is out. So black. So we have just <laughs> yes. So, so we have literally just been listening to the soundtrack. Do you guys have any favorites, real quick? Yeah. I do. I just started listening to it. I really like the ways, and I like paramedic. Yeah, those are I, my, those are my two faves right now. I like the ways. I really. You reminded me that that was actually on my favorites list. It's a like feel good song. Yeah. <laughs> and paramedic is hella good too. But a lot of people tweeted about that first when like the album first came out. Mm. I love King's King is Dead. Yeah, that is a really good track. And I also love Redemption. Right and but King is dead. Like Future made that fucking track. Like he makes every song. when he went into yeah. oh slap up that might have to be the outro song because literally I just like I was in the gym when I first heard it doing squats. I literally put the weights up on the thing and I was just like Ooh, should I twerk or should I should I uh, 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 <laughs> you know so I I love that song. That's what's up. Yeah, and that is literally the hung music for this week. So we just gonna move right into hung up or hanging up with um, etiquette and cooth c o u t h because you can't spell that either. <laughs> Bryce, you go first. Are you hanging up or hung up on something? This inconsistent weather. Uh, hanging up or hung up? I'm just hanging up on it. Oh yeah. Because it's about to snow Saturday, and I'm it, not really here for it. Yeah, but you know, if you still want to go out despite the snow, you can do it. Remember, no, I'm older. I'll, I find reasons to stay in now. Okay. And snow is one. I find reasons to go out. And wait, I have something I'm actually hung up on. Go ahead. When I found out scissors freckles weren't real, I really felt some type of way. Oh, so you're hanging up on that? Yes, I'm hanging up on all her freckles because when I looked at serious? that Gap commercial, she only had a freckle on her lip. Well, do you think they may have covered? I try to give her the benefit of doubt. You know, people covering their freckles up with makeup sometimes. Do you think that's possible? Or do you really think her freckles are fake? And then when I found out she had a chin implant the other day. She has a chin implant? It was just too many lies and deception. Like, girl. It was, and then the hair won't real. It was just like, who are you? She's just a. I was with SZA with with the EP. Okay. This new SZA. This this Donna Summer SZA. I don't know. She is not done in summer because she's not giving us a disco. Is the EP with the album that has like kind of like the Renaissance art yes. on the front of it? Hijack. It's actually really good. Hijack. Yeah. Get on it. Really if you ain't good. heard it, get on it today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, laugh. Yes. You're next. Me? Yes, because you made me go first the last time. I am hung up on uh, Drake. 
this week. He's always some amazing things. I just wanted to acknowledge him in this space. He is giving out a lot of money. He gave out $200,000 to some people in Miami. He's given out $10,000 to um, another woman, a 63-year-old woman who worked at like a hotel. Um, He's just really doing a lot. And you know he fifty fifty thousand dollars to um, a woman's shelter in Miami. It looks like a lot of stuff going on in Florida, uh, but you know just shout out to him. Can he come to Philly? Because I don't even need fifty. Like, well, I don't even need however many hundred thousand. I just need fifty thousand. That's seed money. He's trying to reclaim that fifty dollars is good. Award, okay? Fifty dollars. <laughs> It's better than what you what you got. Uh, maybe not. All right, Monique. Look. Okay. <laughs> hey, my love. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to boycott Eric and these fifty dollars. I love it for real. <laughs> I'll take a thousand. I'll take a good fifty thousand. Drink is good. I'll, for fifty. Him. I'll take a thousand. And he'll also get twerks every night if that's what he wants. Shout out, and he and he is. I'm sure He's somebody is. Here. So shout that. out to him. Um, another black man who's doing excellent things that I just wanted to acknowledge is um, Mr. Sterling Grimes, who we all know. Oh, Sterling, love you. Friend to the show, our frat brother, friend. Yes, father. Father, figure, that, um, leader. Yes, uh, mentor, champion. <clears throat> who's really making. Um, some really big moves here in Philadelphia when it comes to um, social ju- justice and um, black male uh, educators um, and just kind of like galvanizing yes. the people come on, to come together and um, be a support for black men in higher education or education in general. Um, so just I just wanted to shout out both of them. Yes. I want to shout out your words because you just used galvanized and you also used siloed earlier on in the show. You did that. I just want to encourage you. Okay? It's that yeah. temple education, I guess. Okay. Temple made. <laughs> yes, you were. So, I guess it's on to me. I am... Yes, it's on hung, to you. <laughs> I am hung up on mentorship. Okay? Specifically, black male mentorship. Okay? Amen. Because... Let me just let you know, and I, I hope these words resonate with someone. I hope these words are They already are. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Bitch, a black mentor is a gift that not many of us receive. And, like, in times when we feel like we're not doing enough, in times when we feel like we're trying our hardest, but it's just not meeting the mark, your black mentor, or, like, if you have a black mentor, they will encourage you and just, like, really rock your world. So I tweeted earlier this week that the Lord really makes a way out of no way. Um, That was centered around the fact that I wanted to achieve something professionally that I really did not know how that would happen, right? I tried my hardest to do everything in my power to make it happen, and it, it just, like, no after no after no after no kept coming. And literally out of the blue, I did not cry out for help. I did not seek anybody's assistance. And my psychology mentor hit me up and was just like, yo, I'm going to support you in this thing. It's going to happen. Kudos to you. And I just started crying because I was just like, I could not reach this next professional step if it was not for you. Mm. So I'm really just hung up over mentors. I know this is a very drunk ramble, 
But no, words cannot express how much I'm appreciative of that. And the what he said after that was so powerful. He was just like, I'm doing this to you so that you can do this to somebody when you make it. Okay. Nice. And I was just like, it, like, I don't know how White Walkers function, but I think for us, it really is a pay-it-forward system. For us to really progress as a full community, like... We receive blessings from others so that we can be a blessing to others. And so it just encouraged me to keep moving in this program, to keep moving in my profession, so that I can really create space for somebody else to thrive and be even more amazing than I am on the next level, in the next generation. I fucks with that. And just remember, for folks listening, that that being a light or passing it down to someone or being a mentor isn't being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, just being a stone-cold asshole is not... That's not... Nah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. You definitely have to be stern. Sometimes you have to be rough with certain things. But you got to learn how to nurture and love. Absolutely. And that's what our young black men need. And we understand that older black men, the fathers, the grandfathers, the uncles that we're actually expecting this love from may not net may not have necessarily received that themselves and may and they may not know how to provide that to someone else. And I think that's the struggle that we're dealing with right now. Where a lot of us that are in our twenties and thirties somethings are feeling a little like, wow, where's the mentorship? Where's the stuff? And and I think that's why this relationship that you're highlighting um is so important and why you appreciate it so much is because like you said, it's rare. It's hard to find it. So that's what's up. Yeah. So with that good shit, this has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P R Y A N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole. Thank you so much to our guest Bryce Lennon. You can Thank find you. him on Instagram and Twitter at Bryce Lennon. B-R-Y-C-L-E-N-N-O-N. And you can find his fabulous blogs, Unregistered Style, and Unregistered Style, and Bryce Lennon at UnregisteredStyle.com and BryceLennon.com. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at HungUpPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Continue to send all your love and all your emails and support to HungUpPod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and like us, chickens, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and The Stitcher. Thank you so much. We love you. We love y'all for real. Peace. (laughs) Bye. I firstly started in 1982. That was when I became aware that uh, gay movement is needed for black people in our country. But at the time, I really didn't know how to organize uh, ourselves. I didn't know who to go to, because many gay people are in are very um, invisible. You know, you, you cannot really know who is gay, who is not gay. You know, people are not written whether they're gay or not, and. Maybe I should really tell you why uh, I became so much interested on setting up a gay organization or or becoming a member of a gay organization. Um, I looked at the way 
I, as a person, struggle to come out, all the fight, all the emotional I went through. And I said, hang when I wasn't alone on that situation, or I couldn't have been alone, you know, there must be other gay people who find themselves in the same situation as I am. And at the time when I thought of becoming a member of a gay organization, um, I was already went through many difficulties in my community. Uh, well, I joined a gay organization finally in 1983. I joined Gay Association of South Africa. And a few days or a few months thereafter, I found that black people were not really represented in it. 